The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo card. Enter both contests today exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, back for part two here. Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets in uh, the Oklahoma or in Oklahoma City here tonight to take on the Thunder. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, the Oklahoma City Thunder open up as a one and a half point favorite. That number has pretty much stayed the course. Total open about 231 and a half. Uh, that number's actually been bet up to 233. Starting to see some 233 and a halves out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Start here with the, um, the road team, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, particularly an injury report. Obviously, we know Ben Simmons is probably done uh, for the rest of the year. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, Kenrich Williams is out. And that is pretty much the only significant injury of the guys that have been playing. SGA will be playing here tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Josh Kitty and all those guys are in this game. Um, Scott, why don't you leave us off with this game, man? Your Brooklyn Nets in uh, Oklahoma City here tonight to take on the Thunder as a one-and-a-half-point underdog. I think it's a very fascinating matchup because the Thunder have abandoned the center position. They realize we have no good centers, so why are we even playing any at all? And they've kind of just been using a positionless system, which has worked out pretty well for them lately. Meanwhile, the Nets have Claxton, who I expect to have a big game here. I'll get back to him later in the player prop section. But the Nets have won a couple games in a row, uh, beat Minnesota in overtime, beat the Nuggets. Games have been competitive, though. I see this game being very competitive, but I do think that the Thunder possess some potentially bad matchups for the Nets. And I saw the Thunder look pretty good against the Nets in the first meeting of the season. I think I'm going to lean to OKC, but I don't exactly have a strong opinion on the side. I am going to lean to the under, though, because I do think that with both teams having a lot of quality switch options on pick and rolls based just on how the starting lineups are set up, I think you're going to end up seeing a pretty low-scoring game here. I think the total's a bit high. I think you're going to see more of a defensive grind here. And the Nets late in games have been especially, let's just say, slow with the basketball. They're not afraid to eat a bunch of clock, let Dimwitty cook more than he probably should down the stretch because the possessions aren't always great. But I think you'll see a low-scoring fourth quarter, which might drag the total down. I like the under in this game. All right. Delonte, we got uh, side and total. Well, I kind of lean to Oklahoma City here. Uh, I think that at home where they're 21-14 ATS, it's big. I think they have a good home court advantage. The Nets have been playing a lot better as of late, but defensively they've you know fell off a lot uh, a lot. Um, offensively, they're still 26th last 10 in offensive rating. You know those they had two big explosions. Um, I forgot who they played, but they had two big explosions. It was Denver, Minnesota. Yeah, there we go. And I mean Minnesota is still a decent defense. Denver, uh, nobody respects on defense, but it also went to overtime against Minnesota. So that yeah, was worth inflated. Yeah, that too. So. Um, 
I, I like OKC here. Uh, I like the the pieces that they have on the wing to be able to contend with Bridges, uh, Johnson, uh, Dinwiddie. And I think that even though they don't – Scott alluded to it, they don't have an inside presence. Their guards rebound really well. I think Giddy had um, 11 rebounds in the last game. Uh, I think he had like nine or eight in like the previous two or three. So he's rebounding the ball extremely well. I don't think that um, the Nets will be able to, you know, withstand some of the stuff that they do in the half court. Uh, the OKC is really good in the half court. And while they don't rebound the ball well in the half court, they're top five or top 10 in offensive rebound percentage. So Brooklyn struggles on the offensive glass. So I look for them to be able to at least get Giddy and Jalen Williams, both Jalen Williams involved uh, on, the re- on the offensive rebound glass. So I like Oklahoma City here. Uh, I just pretty much like the matchup. If they can turn Brooklyn over, um, I think they have a, a better chance of you know blowing this game open. The Thunder have actually been really good in non-conference games this season, 16-9 and nine against the spread um, in those games, and then at home this season in those spots are 8-4 and four against the spread. So, um, uh, you know, the, this team, they're battling, man. They're typically over the, over the past couple of seasons we've seen where they've just kind of gone to a tank. But, um, you know, they have guys, you know, we talked a lot both about the Jalen Williams. Uh, Josh Giddy, like you mentioned, has been playing really well. SGA, I mean. Whenever he plays. Yeah, whenever he does, but I mean, he's been playing, but when they, when they allow him, to, yeah, yeah, they're not uh, playing him on back to backs anymore. So, um, you know, I do like Thunder in this game as well. Uh, right now, that line, like you mentioned, is at around minus one and a half in this game. So, and again, Thunder at home, um, you know, they, they've been a, a cash cow as well 21 and 14 against the spread at 60%, um, and they're 20 and 15 straight up at 57% as far as uh, their home game. So, I'm with you guys. I like Thunder here. Uh, I did have a slight lean towards the over in this game, but the numbers are a little bit skews for the Nets as far as season long when we talk mm-hmm. about conference and non-conference games because they were really good towards the over in non-conference games and against the spread as well. But obviously that's changed since the departure of Kyrie and uh, KD from uh, this team at the trade deadline. So um, I'll, I'll slightly lean towards the over, but nothing official uh, there until I dig more into this game. Let's go over to some player props here, guys. Uh, Scott, why don't you leave us off with player props in this game? So I have a couple player props I like. First one's going to be Claxton then rebounds, which I see at nine and a half. And the number's way too low because I said before, OKC doesn't use a real center, and the Nets don't exactly have many center options. It's so bad they signed Nerlens Noel off a of free agency to play mm-hmm. as a backup center. And, yeah, he was good for basically one year in his entire career. So I'm going to go with uh, Claxton over and rebounds at, like, minus 130. Uh, it was 9.5. He's had at least 12 rebounds in three of the last five games. The only exceptions, he was against Gobert and against Jokic, two of the best rebounding centers in the league. 13 in the first meeting against OKC, including five offensive rebounds. The Thunder are allowing the second most rebounds per game in the league. They're allowing the second most offensive rebounds per game in the league. And the Thunder, we know, drive to the rim a lot. They are averaging the third most points in the paint per game. So I do think that even in pick-and-roll switches, the Thunder will still bring Claxton to the basket because they don't exactly excel at shooting threes besides Isaiah Joe, who's a great three-point shooter. But I'm going to go with the over for Claxton rebounds. I think his impact will be pretty noticeable in this game. Yeah, I did play Claxton double-double in this game. That's at around plus 120, plus 130. Definitely shop around for the best number. But... um, you know, like Scott mentioned there, he added uh, the double-double against the Thunder, 17 points, 13 uh, rebounds in a matchup back in January. He's had a double-double in uh, three of the last five games, but um, obviously, you know, like Scott nailed it in the last two games, he had to go up against uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Jokic. 
where he did get into foul trouble in those games, ended up with nine rebounds in one game and then uh, six against the Denver Nuggets. But prior to that, 13 against the Rockets, 12 against the Charlotte Hornets, 11 against the Boston, uh, sorry, 12 against uh, the Celtics as well. So uh, I think he'll be able to get the points here tonight as well. Also do like his blocks. I see that number at two and a half. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. minus 105, mm-hmm. he did have, I think it was four blocks against the Thunder. Um, and again, it's just a good matchup here tonight. As, as Scott mentioned, that this team uh, likes to drive to the basket, so there should be opportunities for him to get some block shots. He's had um, at least three block shots in four of the last five games, uh, and he had four block shots in two of the last three games. So, um, again, maybe this guy be another option for you GFS players to put into your lineup here tonight. I think it should be a big night for Claxton. Um, Delonte, player props? Yeah, man, I'll just keep keep the clacks and love going. I like him over points and rebounds. Uh, you guys pretty much laid it out. I don't want to, you know, repeat that. Uh, he's over in two of the last three games. He had 20 in two other games prior to that, and that was in less favorable matchup. So I like the matchup here for him. Um, I think he's going to, you know, walk into, you know, 12 and 12 type of game. So uh, I like Claxton over. I also wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Johnson uh, goes off tonight here. I think he has the biggest advantage on the wing with the way he can shoot the ball over guys. So I like him over his threes and his points. Yeah, Cam Johnson has... Uh, He's been struggling as of late, though. Yeah, Um He's been, yeah, he's shooting the ball. Yeah, over the last five games. I'm not surprised. He's a, he's a streaky three-point shooter. This is just kind of who he is. Yeah, it? 28% over the last five games for him. He'll get it going, though. He'll get it yeah. Um, the rebounds have been there as well. I mean, you've seen games where he's got double-digit rebounds. He had eight against the Timberwolves in that game. Um, so, yeah, I think he could be a sneaky play here tonight for sure. All right, guys, anything else for this game? That's I like Mikael Bridges under two-and-a-half assists at plus 140. Plus 140 is a bargain. I know two and a half sounds low because Bridges has the ball in his hands a decent amount. Not as much as you think as Dimwitty really, really likes to play hero ball late in games. But Bridges had less than three assists in four of the last five. And he's had less than three assists in 12 of his 14 career games against the Thunder. I know that's a little bit misleading because he was playing third or fourth fiddle on Phoenix as opposed to now. But once again, you're looking at his recent games. He really doesn't get many assists. That's where Dimwitty thrives. I don't mind Dimwitty assists in this game, too. Yeah. But I think plus 140 is a good price on the under for Bridges' assists. Yeah, Dinwiddie's at 7.5, but it's heavily juiced at minus 155 for his assists. Yeah. I don't know if you want to buy that up. Uh, last five games, he's averaging 9.4. Um, 16 in the last game against the Denver Nuggets. He had 11 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and then a couple games ago against Charlotte and Boston, eight each in that game. So he's really been racking up the assists. And he, the points have been there as well. So maybe a points and assist combination for um Dinwiddie here tonight as well all right guys uh let's get over to the next game of the night that's going to be the Orlando Magic against the San Antonio Spurs here tonight um this number opened up in favor of the Orlando Magic minus five that number has pretty much say the course at minus five total up at 234 that number has been bet down to 233 to see some 232 and a halves out there as well Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the um, start here with the Orlando Magic, Franz Wagner is questionable here tonight uh, with a right ankle sprain, and Jonathan Isaac is going to be out here tonight. For the San Antonio Spurs, um, Kim Birch, Malachi Branham, Trey Jones, and Romeo Langford are all out tonight. Keldon Johnson and Jeremy Sohan are questionable here tonight. 
for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, let's start with the side here. Orlando is laying, uh, what did I say, five against the San Antonio Spurs on the road here. So, Lance, why don't you leave us off with this game between the Spurs and the Magic? Yeah, I like the Magic here, laying a laying the number. Uh, they're 18-14-1 ATS on the road. The Spurs won two of the last five games, which is way too many for Popovich and R.C. Buford. So I don't see them putting up a lot of effort. Those guys on the injury report um, are pretty big to their offense, what little they do have. So I don't think that, you know, the Magic have been inconsistent. And I know it's kind of tough to just, you know, place a bit with Orlando laying points on the road. But, I mean, it's the Spurs. They got smacked by the Rockets twice. That shit. I mean, well, that's not too bad. Me and that Boston just got beat by the Rockets. So my bad, Moon off. I ain't want to. You know, disrespectful. Yeah, I didn't want to disrespect your Rockets. But, yeah, I, I don't think that the Spurs are going to be interested in winning this game. I think the Magic, while they are losing, they are playing hard. Um, I think Paolo has a big, big game tonight. So I like the Magic landing number, even though, you know, the they've been inconsistent. I think it's a good spot for them to, you know, get a win here by eight or nine points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we know that Spurs, Pistons, Rockets are all in that tankathon. Um, so, Does it I mean, matter I, for the Spurs as much anymore, though? Because the top three get the same percentage. Aren't the Spurs yeah, indirectly kind of locked into the top three at this point? Yeah, so, so Rockets and Spurs are definitely locked into the top three. Throwing the Pistons there as well. But the next closest teams, it's not even close. So it, it's a battle between uh, whoever gets the number one pick between the Pistons, Spurs, and the Rockets. Because the next team is the Charlotte Hornets at 22 wins. Yeah. And these other three teams have 16, 16, and 17. So I think those three teams are pretty much locked in. But, um, yeah, we did see the Spurs get the victory. Uh, what was it against the Nuggets? Yeah, the Denver Nuggets, um, which is kind of telling how bad Denver has been, like we talked about them earlier. But, yeah, I'll probably go with the Magic here. Am I comfortable laying the minus five here? I mean, if you made me pick, I would probably go with the Magic here. I think they're the more... I guess, quote-unquote, healthy team um, about not holding guys out and just playing basketball. But um, non-conference games this season, Orlando 16-8-1 and against the spread. Uh, that's close to us, or yeah, close to 67%. Uh, they are also 18-7 and towards the over. Uh, in road games this season, in non-conference spots, they are 7-2-1 and uh, against the spread. Uh, six and four towards the over here. So not going to think too much about it. I'll just lay the minus five here with the Orlando Magic. Scott, what do you got after this game? Uh, for now, I'm going to have to plead the fifth because I got to wait on the injury report because I really want Keldon Johnson and Sohan to play if I'm going to make a case for San Antonio. Assuming those two play, I'll take San Antonio on the money line. I think it's actually a decent lineup. I know that San Antonio is awful. And when I say decent lineup, I'm saying compared to their usual standards. But uh, Vassell's healthy again. You might have Keldon Johnson, you might have Sohan, and Zach Collins have been pretty decent for them. I don't mind that starting five with Devontae Graham at the starting point guard spot for at least a tanking team. You'd assume the lineup would be a lot worse. But Orlando has not been good on the road. Against the spread, they're pretty good. But straight up, they are 12-21. and 21. Once again, I'm going to wait to see if Keldon and Sohan play. I think it's a big deal uh, if they do. And if they do, I'm going to take Spurs money line. All right. Uh, thoughts on the total then, Scott? I'm going to lean over. First meeting landed 246. I still don't trust San Antonio to guard anybody, but I think offensively they can put up some points. Same thing with the fun, uh, Same thing with the uh, Magic. Last couple of games, Portland 241, Milwaukee 257. Giannis didn't play in that game, I don't believe. Uh, played against Utah, landed 255, played against Miami, did go to overtime, but ended up landing 240. 
I'm on the over in this game. Yeah, I like the over in this game as well. Like you mentioned the earlier matchup, um, Orlando what two hundred forty plus in that game. Mm-hmm. Orlando, I think they are the number one team in non-conference games to, uh, over the total. Um, and like you mentioned, can we really trust uh, San Antonio Spurs to play any defense? I don't think so. So, nope. um, San Antonio in non-conference games this season fourteen and eleven towards the over fifty-six percent, um, and overall, like I mentioned, Orlando eighteen and seven. Uh, to the over 72% in non-conference games. So, yeah, I really do like the over in this game. Uh, I agree with everything Scott said there. Delonte, thoughts on the total? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make it a trifecta. I like the over also, uh, especially if those guys aren't in, because if they're if they're not in, like some of those key guys, then, you know, we got backups coming in who are trying to get a spot on another team or, you know, get another contract or whatever the case may be. And I think they'll just be looking to score. So I like the over here. I think the Magic's length and... Their athleticism can give the Spurs trouble, which is why I like them on the on the number. And I also think they'll get out in transition and be able to score with these on the Spurs. So, yeah, I like the over. Um, the Spurs are very volatile from three, but if they're hit, if they're hitting their threes, I, I think they can score some points here. And the Magic is not like world beaters on the defensive end, so I like the over. with you guys uh, got any player props? Uh, I like yeah, I like Paulo over twenty one and a half points. I think it's sh- I think that's kind of short. Um, he, the Spurs are like bottom five in all defensive, uh, all shooting, uh, metrics, defensive shooting metrics. So that includes like mid range and that's where Paulo operates. So I think he has a big game, 25 plus points so over 21 and a half points. And it's not even juice. I think it's like minus, you can get reduced like minus one Oh seven, minus one Oh six on that. I think it's a good play. Uh, Scott player props. I don't exactly have much because, once again, i got to wait and see if Keldon Johnson and Sohan are going to play because that'll definitely determine the shot distribution for San Antonio. Uh I do think Wendell Carr's got a good matchup, though. I'd probably consider him for a Uh, double-double. Boncaro, I think, should have a good game, too. I'm trying to think if I want to go for Fultz assists because somebody's going to get assists. Wagner might not play. And just because I think San Antonio's got a shot to win this game doesn't mean I think they're going to get many stops. Mm -hmm. So I think Fultz assists might be worth a look because Wagner gets a couple every now and then, but he might not play. I think I think Fultz is a pretty underrated shot and maybe a double double in this game. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking at for Markel Fultz. Um that number is at six and a half right now for his assist. What's the double uh, double at? Double double should be then close to what, four to one, maybe five I'm to saying, one. Here. Plus three fifty. Cosmic is ain't giving you five to one, I don't think. Maybe plus four. Maybe yeah, maybe. Yeah, five plus five twenty. Oh shoot. Shouldn't have doubted us to Belonte. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, take, I I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that too. Yeah, uh, Wendell Card Jr. plus one hundred five. Uh, since that's you're not bad either. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game, guys? Yeah. Another thing to go with uh, Paolo's um, points is he's like getting extremely, like he's getting extreme volume. He's averaging eighteen point six attempts per game over the last five games, so he's going to get up his shots. So. Yeah. Um, I'll just try to pull up his numbers here. The last five games, um, 24 points per game. Um, let's see here. Definitely get the shot volume, uh, yeah. 18.6 <laughs> attempts per game as well. So if one of the, uh, you know, we mentioned that Wagner might be out for this game. So I think that gives him a little bit more, um, opportunity to get up a shot. And that is actually Mo Wagner, not Franz Wagner. Let me just double check that. Yeah, actually it is Franz Wagner. I'm sorry. I thought it was so. Franz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, definitely keep that injury in mind that I think that if he's ruled out, I, I'll probably uh, hop on uh, Paulo Pancaro with you there, uh, Delonte, in this game. Yeah, There's one more prop that I like, but I don't see a number on it because, once again, San yeah. Antonio's starting lineup's in flux. 
I like Devontae Graham threes, threes whenever, yeah. whenever that yeah. gets posted. Uh, yeah. Looking at the volume he's had in the last four games, 11 attempts, 9 attempts, 12 attempts, 10 attempts. He's made at least three in th- in uh, each of the last four. He's made at least yep. four in three of the last four. The volume's there. So I he's going to start because Trey Jones is out, but I do right. prefer if Keldon and company are not playing because then Graham's going to feel pressure to shoot more. But yeah, I don't see a shoot number on it. I like the threes for him, though. Devontae Graham going to shoot it regardless, man. Yep. Yeah, Orlando over the last 10 games, um, three-point defense uh, makes a lot per game that spans their number 22, giving up about 13 makes per game. Attempts are around 37 uh, attempts per game, which ranks around number 16, right around league average. But like I mentioned, they are giving up the open looks uh, to the opposition. So uh, that's a great call. Uh, I'll wait for that one as well. It might be a good ladder if the number starts out at like two and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I know. I think I played it maybe last week for Devontae Graham over two. I think it was two and a half. And I think there's a good ladder opportunity. Like, yeah, for sure. If you want to get that up to five or six. But like Scott mentioned there, it's been. Four, three, seven, five, and again the volume is there as well, where he's averaging what is that twenty two? There's forty four about eleven attempts per game over the last four games. So, yeah, definitely can get behind that for sure. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the rematch of the NBA Finals from a few years ago. The Milwaukee Bucks. Head to Phoenix here tonight to take on the Suns. Both teams are in a back-to-back situation here, uh, but this line opened up in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks at minus one and a half. That number is pretty much say the course at minus one and a half. I do see a couple minus twos out there. Total opened up at 233. That number's been bet down to about 232 and a half. Uh, no injury report submitted yet for either of these teams. Like I mentioned, they are both on a back-to-back, but... Um, the number that has stuck out as far as the Milwaukee Bucks in back-to-back situations this season, that, excuse me, they are undefeated against the spread in those games uh, on back-to-back nights. Uh, depending on the number that you did get, they can be either 7-0-2 or 8-0-1 against the spread in back-to-back games here. But uh, we did see the return of Giannis last night. Not sure if he plays here tonight, but definitely – a lot of this will hinge on the injury report, but Scott, why don't you lead us off with this game? Uh, Bucks uh, traveling into Phoenix here tonight uh, to take on the Suns, where both teams actually are having to travel back to Arizona in Phoenix to play this game. Yeah, so I'm going to speculate that Giannis does play because he missed the three games prior to yesterday. So I think that they're just going to let him play because he was basically off for a week. Middleton's questionable, so keep an eye on him. I'm not sure if that really bothers me that much because uh, that means that Giannis and Holiday might have the ball more. Yeah, uh, Holiday wasn't exactly great offensively, but still, he's proven time and time again he can handle a bigger responsibility. I'm going to take the Bucks though. The Suns. It was a game that I think meant more to Golden State, obviously, but I wasn't exactly impressed by the effort the Suns showed. Decent comeback, but then they got smacked again in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I do think you're going to see Milwaukee perform well. They got a lot of size in the interior. Lopez might get suspended, but I'm sure he'll appeal, so he'll probably play in this game anyway. I'm going to go with Milwaukee though. They're a freight train, and they've been very good in back-to-backs. It's simple as that. I'm going to lean to Milwaukee. Uh, Dante? Yeah, these are two teams that I want to bet on and not against. Um, I think Scott pretty much laid it out. I know both teams are on a back-to-back. I do like the under more. I know we're getting into that in a little bit. But I just don't want to bet against either team. If I had to, I'd lean to the Suns just simply because of the performance they put on last night, other than that little run they had between the, the second quarter, the end of the second and start of the third was just so bad. Um, overall, they wasted a 
really, really good game from Booker and Aiton. So I think the Suns might get a bounce back effort here. If I, if I had to play it, I play the Suns on the money line just at, at a plus price because I think if they win, I mean, if they cover, they win. So, I mean, get more bang for your book there. Uh, the Bucks, I think Middleton, I think Middleton might sit. Uh, Giannis kind of up in the air. Uh, so I'm leaning towards the Suns here. I don't have any, like, conviction. I just, I, I like the spot for the Suns more. Mr. I have an extra future on Milwaukee's fading the Bucks in the spot. Fascinating. I do. Okay. I, do. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Bucks here. I mean, the, I can't really ignore the back-to-back, uh, the trend this season. And a lot of those games have been without Giannis in the lineup, Middleton mm-hmm. in those back-to-back games. And against some decent teams. Yeah, and Drew Holiday has played uh, – I think he's played in a lot of those back-to-back games where you know those numbers have looked really good for him. So I think well, there's another opportunity for him to uh, bounce back after having a, a poor offensive uh, effort last night um, for Drew Holiday. So, you know, the injury obviously to Kevin Durant is huge for this team, and I think defensively they're able to slow down Devin Booker in this game. Dad, where does the other points come from? Do you really trust DeAndre Aiden? To put up the points for you, um, the depth around the big three of the Bucks, I think, has just really been the difference so far. Um, not only in the when they won the championship against his son's team, but in those back-to-back situations, like we mentioned. So, um, again, definitely keep an eye out for the injury report. If if you know one of the big three or two of the three big three sit for the mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee Bucks, at that point, you probably want to look at. Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, player props. So um, I don't see really anything listed as far as Bucks players, but no, didn't touch on the total yet. Scott, do you have anything for the total? Uh, for me on this one, I'm going to lean to the under. They're both on back-to-backs. The first meeting landed 205. I think both teams might be exhausted, especially the Bucks because they had that high-scoring game against the Kings with 80 points in the fourth quarter. I'm going to lean to the under. I think it'll be more of a defensive battle between two teams that might see each other again in a couple of months. Um, back-to-back situations as far as a total for the Milwaukee Bucks, six and three to the under, uh, average about two hundred twenty-four points. And for the Phoenix Suns in back-to-back situations this season, uh, they are seven and two towards the under, average about two twenty per game in those situations. Um, Dante, thoughts on the total? Yeah, I mean, Scott outlined it perfectly. Uh, off of back-to-back, I think they're both – I mean, they're already defensive-oriented teams uh, for the most part. They both are, like, top 10 in defensive rating. So I think that the opportunity for the offenses are to get off to a fast start is a little bit it, – it's it's not going to get off to a, a fast start as as some would seem. Like, you see the books, you see the Suns, you think a lot of points. But they're mostly going to play a lot of defense, a lot of slow-down pace. And especially off of that back to back with both teams off of travel, it's not just it's not just the Bucks traveling back. It's the Suns are also going yeah. back, as you highlighted earlier. So I honestly would uh, lean to a first half under. Shout out my man Kramer on the first half under. So under one fifteen, I would split a unit one fifteen uh, under on a half unit, and then full game under. Um, I do see Giannis player props listed right now as the only Bucks player. So I don't know if that's a telling sign or not, but we always seen. When it comes to the witching hour for those injuries that players do get ruled out, but um, anything as far as player props, Delonte? Yeah, it's kind of hard. Like like you said, with some of the injuries, I kind of want to wait. I, I see just a few things, but nothing that that catches my eye. I'll probably just wait until later on. Maybe pivot to like you said with the Portis uh, points and rebounds um, and the Lopez stuff. So like, is he 
have, have the NBA came down with anything yet or no? No, but he's probably going to appeal anyway. So I'm assuming yeah. he's going to play today and then he'll miss probably the next game. Yeah, I kind of like uh, I, I kind of like his threes if if he does go. Uh, like his threes over. I think he'll be able to stretch Aiton out to the to the floor. I mean to the um to the three point line and Aiton's not the best on ball defender. Um, I like what KW franchise said under ten and a half rebounds. I think you know the physicality that the books bring will keep Aiton off the glass also. Um, so yeah, I, I'll lean under to that, what KW franchise was saying, 10 and a half rebounds and, uh, also over threes for Brooklyn Lopez. Uh, Scott, I'm looking at Chris Paul under in points, uh, which I see at 13 and a half. The under is actually even money. I don't mind it. Uh, we know that with just how he's played this season, he's past his prime. He's still efficient and he has some moments here and there, but he's not exactly been great scoring lately. Had 11 last game. At 16 and 18, the two games prior to that, but that was against San Antonio and OKC, two of the worst defenses in the league. Had 11 against Dallas, 11 against Chicago, two against Charlotte. I just think that offensively, his point total is too high. I'm going to look at Chris Paul under. Yeah, I think Drew Holiday does play here tonight. Uh, probably look at his points prop over uh, nine of the last 10 career games. And this dates all the way back to the time where he was with the Pelicans against the Phoenix Suns. He scored 20 or more. In none of the last 10 career games. Um, as far as since he's been with Milwaukee since 2021 in regular season games against the Suns, 25, 21, 24, and then 33. Obviously, got to go back and look if Giannis played in those games or not, or if Chris Melton was in those games or not. But um, typically, he does have success against his Phoenix Suns teams um, as far as scoring points. So um, once we get more news about injuries and things like that, um, will be on Drew Holiday in some form or fashion if he is in here tonight. Uh, anything else for this game, guys? Yeah, I got nothing. Bye. All right. Let's get over to the last game of the night. That's going to be the New York Knicks in Portland here tonight to take on the uh, Trailblazers. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the New York Knicks at minus one and a half. The number's been bet up to minus two. Do see some minus two and a halves out there as well. Um, total open up at 229 and a half. The number's been bet down to 228. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the New York Knicks, uh, Jalen Brunson is doubtful here tonight with the left foot uh, injury. That is pretty much it for the New York Knicks. For the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard are both questionable here tonight. And then Justice Winslow continues to be out with a left ankle sprain for the Blazers. Uh, Scott, why don't you lead us off with the last game of the night? The New York Knicks visiting the Portland Trailblazers tonight as a two and a half point road favorite. Yeah, I got to go with the Knicks here. Uh, first of all, it's not even guaranteed that Lillard's going to play because he's battling a calf injury and he did not play against New Orleans. So there's no guarantee he's going to be active. And that's the only thing I like about Portland. Shout out to Simons, though, came back and looked pretty good. But Portland's a team I don't like at all. I don't think they're very good. The Knicks have been fine lately. I mean, they lost one or two games there to Sacramento. No shame in that. Game was competitive. And they've been good at pretty much besides that. Nice win against the Lakers last time out. Uh, besides that, I just think that this team, unlike Portland, actually plays defense. And R.J. Barrett's been decent in the last couple games without... Brunson playing. The shot volume is still too high. He took 27 shots last game, which is <laughs> ridiculous. But I think Randall's going to have a matchup advantage no matter who he's against. Portland still doesn't really have anybody in the interior. They got Nurkic back, but I'm not exactly sold on Nurkic in 2023 because he can't run the floor. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Knicks here. The spread seems a little bit low when the Knicks have been good lately. 
and Portland is really just not a good team. It's also a Josh Hart revenge game, if you want to make a case for any props for him. But I'm going to go with the Knicks. If I don't know if Lillard's going to play or not, how am I supposed to take Portland? You can't. I don't think you can even if he does play. I I can agree. That's a separate point. But I'm saying it's based on right now, if there's no guarantee that Lillard's in the lineup, I want nothing to do with Portland. Yeah, look, Portland uh, non-conference home games this season, 3-9 and against the spread. Nine and three towards the under. Um, I just don't trust him, man. I think that's just what it kind of comes down to. I think even if Dame plays here tonight, I know they got Simons back, but Knicks have, like you mentioned, they've actually been playing defense. Uh, non-conference games this season uh, for the New York Knicks. They are, uh, let's see. Oh. Non-conference games for the Knicks. They are, God. All right, let me try to pull that up. Uh, but Delonte, why don't you give it your hand, Kevin? I'll try to pull up that number. Yeah, um, I really like like Scott said. I mean, I had like good vision to take the Blazers here on the money line, but with Dame's status up in the air, I mean, I can't really go, can't really do that. Um, they've lost three straight, but they have covered three of the last five. I think the Knicks, if the Knicks can control the glass and you know get to the rim with ease as they usually do. Is Br- wait is Brunson playing or is he out? No, Brun- Brunson's probably gonna be out for plays. a while. Okay, yeah. being realistic. So, yeah, so uh, that was even more of an advantage um, for the Blazers. That was one of that was like basically my main reason to to taking the Blazers in the handicap. But I just don't think that the I don't think that the Blazers can do anything without Dame at all. I, I'm, they're probably like one of the worst teams in the league without Dame on the floor, which is credit to his greatness, um, actually. But yeah, they're returning from a six game road trip. Um, their defense has been horrible. Uh, allowed 120 plus in two game in the last two games, 115 plus in four of the last five. So I guess that would bode well for the Knicks to have success here. Um, you know, Scott mentioned about Barrett. Yeah, he's probably going to take 30 shots tonight, Scott. So get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland is sixth in points per possession offense, but I mean, some of the Portland numbers that I've got wrote down, it kind of don't matter if Dame doesn't play. So I won't, I won't even read them out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you, Scott, on the Knicks, especially if Dame doesn't play. So I, I'll probably go ahead and play the Knicks here on the money line rather than waiting to see when the news comes out that Dame doesn't play and you get a a, a worse number. So you what's the, the line go to if he doesn't play? I'm assuming some of it might be baked in, but what, I think it's like already six baked and a half? in. Yeah. Uh, I, I would guess like four. I don't think they can. I don't think the Knicks can lay six on the road. I don't think so. So what is it? Yeah, I'm going based on what I think Lillard might be worth. I think he's got to be worth at least like four points. What, what is right it? now? It's at minus two and a half. So I think that's already baked in a little bit. So I would probably. I'm with Lonte. I think he probably gets to like four, four and a half, maybe five. Now with Brunson, maybe six, six and a half. Okay. Yeah, with Brunson, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Do we ever talk about the total? I like the over. If we had, I, I like the over a lot. Uh, I think that the Knicks can control the glass. They're top five on putbacks in the half court, and Portland struggles in that category. So they should be able to like literally dominate on the glass with Mitchell Robinson uh, and those guys. Uh, I just don't think that Portland has enough uh, interior to be able to contend with the Knicks. Knicks is our physical team. Chauncey Billups was like known for saying that the the Blazers aren't as tough as they should be. So mm-hmm. Knicks coming in, Dibs tough. Tough defense, so I think the Knicks uh, score pretty easily. And even without Dame, I think Simons has a big game. The Knicks do a good job defensively defending the three, but, I mean, the rate that the Blazers are going to shoot it, I think it's going to overwhelm them. So I I like the over. Both teams should be able to score here. Scott, thoughts on total? 
I'm going to lean to the over two. Even without Lillard, you still have Simons, who's not afraid to chuck it a bunch. Grant's still going to shoot a lot. I think you're going to see points in this game, so I agree with you on the over. All right. Uh, player props. I like Mitchell Robinson, his uh, points and rebounds. I went over to interior for um, for the Blazers, and Scott outlined it. Nurkic is a shell of himself pretty much, so uh, I like him over. Uh, I'm kind of like waiting for the Dame news. Scott, I don't want to take any Portland props and, you know, they're inflated and get a better number if he does play. Uh, so I'll just go with Mitchell Robinson points and rebounds over and also look at some RJ Barrett points, rebounds and assists. Yeah. I think you probably have to look at Mitchell Robinson rebounds here tonight. Um, his block it steals and blocks too. Also. Yeah. Uh, trying to find, I don't see anything listed for him yet. As far as rebounds, by the way, Josh Hart, double, double six to one. I think we should parlay that with Markel Fultz. I'm a bit annoyed, though, because I want to just take the rebounds with Hart because the points are always a question mark, but you know he's going to battle on the glass. But I don't see any rebound props available. I think I would rather take, like, 10-plus rebounds or even, like, 12-plus rebounds and just ignore the points if I had a choice. I see six and a half. I'm saying I see the regular. I don't see the alternatives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll probably. I mean, yeah, probably th- later in the day, uh, they'll drop the alt. Well, yeah, I don't see the alt yet. As I'm saying, know, I, th- I think more. I would rather gamble on ten plus rebounds or twelve plus rebounds than take double double because yeah. the points are always up in the air. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's only I, I would look. Uh, Mitchell Robinson rebounds. Josh Hart. I didn't really have any Randall, other player. Maybe. Oh, I yeah. see. Greg brought up a good point with uh, Cam Reddish. I'm, I'm not a Cam Reddish guy. But I mean, maybe he has to get some. He has to get some attempts and some, uh, some like volume if yeah. if Lillard's out. So if Lillard's out, it. I agree. But yeah, I, I, I can't that. touch it until I know. But I'm. All, I also don't think Cam Reddish is good. So oh yeah, me either. Me either. Me either. Yeah, um, he's getting the minute test for sure. But he's just not very mm-hmm. uh, consistent at knocking down shots. Uh, but yeah, again, another game where we we're kind of waiting to see. What the injury status is, obviously the big one uh, surrounding uh, Damian Lillard as far as... Greg, I like the idea based on potential volume of Lillard's out, but until I know for certain, I can't confirm or I I can't agree with that play or not. I have to wait and see the injury report. So you don't want to do a Duke parlay, Scott, with RJ and and Cam points? So I saw a franchise mention RJ under. That I can't take because he put in 22.5 points. I think it's points. It could be shot attempts. I'm not sure what he's referring to, but no, I'm gonna. I gotta go with the over for Barrett because the volume is crazy. I, I don't with, think. Yeah, I don't think Barrett's a great player, but he has stepped up in Brunson's absence, and he has a lot of confidence. Let's put it that way. So uh, he's gonna probably attempt 20 plus shots. So I can't lean to an under if the volume's gonna be crazy. Yeah, man. And quickly, he's been getting the start right in his absence. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More maybe grounds quickly, minutes too. Yeah, maybe quickly assist. Uh is worth the look. All right. Franchise uh, the points might have been a look, but the twenty seven shot attempts were purely intentional. That that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the attempts uh, yeah, attempts are intentional. The points might be uh, a little bit of luck factor there, like you said. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, before we get into our lock and dog for the evening, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor. That is WinBet. Um, 
They are the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And look, they're now officially in Massachusetts. So if you are in Massachusetts, definitely take them out. Make sure to download the app uh, because that'll make everything easier for you. And just be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is officially here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 and get 100 limited state availability. And of course, our DGENs only. If you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sport. Uh, sorry, head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. app offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present. The state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we're also brought to you by the DJ and Dance, uh, the March Madness contest happening exclusively on the SGPN app. Number one, the uh, DJ and Dance, like I mentioned, the March Madness Bankroll Contest. It's free to enter $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. And also the first half under Bingo Contest, where you can win a SGPN gift card, but exclusively. You can only enter on the SGPN app. And let me tell you guys about the newest sponsor over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's going to be the uh, Shady Rays. Again, like I mentioned, summer is right around the corner. Or if you're going on ski trips later in the year, you need some new sunglasses. You need to check out Shady Rays. Uh, They have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive wear or any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection to all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. Look, if you get it the first day and they're broken, they'll send you out a new new pair just for free. There's no questions asked about it. Uh, With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. And to date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or just simply return them within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So uh, for our listeners only, if you go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off, you can or for 50% off when you buy two or more pairs of their polarized sunglasses. Again, use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com using promo code SGPN. Do we get those uh, shady rays like um like Kramer had on? Or no? It, who was it? both of them had them had them on last? Yeah, time. you gotta make sure to get over to their website, man. Use promo code SGPN, my man. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah that's man. where you're gonna get them. All right, guys, uh, let's get into our lock and dog here for tonight to close out the show. We're going kind of long here, but uh, let's uh, Dante, why don't you leave this off, man? Lock and dog for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I keep it simple. Lock is going to be Oklahoma City. Like the matchup for them, uh, I think they get it done at home uh, where they are sub. Uh, like 60% ATS on the season uh, for the dog. Can I still get uh, Charlotte at plus seven and a half, even with the Mitchell news? I didn't see, I see the screen was lighting up a little, but I still see like seven, seven and a half in some places. Uh, That number is now down to six, I believe. Uh, okay. Well, I'll pivot. I'll take the Lakers. Are, are they are the Lakers still plus one, plus one and a half? Uh, it's uh, pick them. Oh, fuck. Well, just give me Charlotte on this plus six. I'll take it. All right. 
Uh, Scott, what do you got? So I'm going to go with player props in this one. Um, my lock's going to be from that Nets-Thunder game. I am going to go to the over in Claxton rebounds at 9.5 at around minus 130. I just think it's a great matchup. Claxton is the only decent center uh, that the Nets actually have. Once again, shout out to Nerlens Noel for being on the, an <laughs> NBA team in 2023. But the Thunder don't have a center. And I think that Claxton's going to be able to really patrol the paint well. The Thunder drive the lane a lot. I think that you're going to see a lot of opportunities for Claxton. He had 13 rebounds in the first meeting, had five offensive rebounds in the first meeting. Thunder allowing the second most rebounds per game in the league, the second most offensive rebounds per game in the league. It's really a great matchup for Claxton. So I'll go with Claxton over nine and a half rebounds as my lock. And for your dog. For my dog, I was thinking if I wanted to go with a money line or if I want to go with um, potentially a player prop, uh, now that I think about it. San Antonio, I'm tempted by, but I don't know the injury report yet, so i got to wait. I'll go to the same game, actually. I'll go with the under two and a half assists on Bridges. I just think that that price is very generous. He's had less than three assists in four of the last five games and less than three in 12 of 14 against OKC. It's not as good as the Looney numbers yesterday. Shout out to Looney for going under his 10 and a half rebounds. But I am going to go with the Bridges under two and a half assists of plus 140. All right. Um, all right, for my lock... There's two that I do like. Um, let's go with the over in the Orlando Magic and the San Antonio Spurs game. Um, defense is definitely questionable for sure for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I, again, if even if we do get one of uh, Keldon Johnson or Jeremy Sohan in this game, I, I think there's enough talent on this team for them to get over this or at least do their part of scoring um, to push this number over the total. Uh, that number is currently sitting at 233 right now over on win bet. Uh, Orlando, like I mentioned, the number one team towards the over non-conference games. Um, they are 17 and 17, sorry, 18 and seven towards the over in non-conference games at 72%. San Antonio, 14 and 11 at 56%. So not bad. And we saw the earlier matchup this season where they got uh, 240 plus points in that game. So I think there's both um, enough offensively for both teams to push this number over the total. For my dog, I'm also going to go with the Claxton prop. I'm going to go with his double-double here tonight, plus 120. Um, we talked about it. He's dominated against a team that don't do a very good job rebounding. Earlier matchup this season against the Thunder, he had 17 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, so I think a double-double at plus 120. Uh, he can definitely get in this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So um, those are going to be my picks for tonight. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Again, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, we are very, very getting closer to 800 subscribers. Hopefully, we can get to 1,000 by the end of the uh, NBA season. So, again, make sure to uh, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. And if you haven't already, do us a favor. Smash that like button for us on the live stream right now for YouTube. Um, Scott, anything else you need to mention before we get out of here, my man? No, you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Uh, besides that, doing tennis podcasts. Uh, I should have another episode out either uh, early, uh, late tonight or early tomorrow morning. So keep an eye on that. Doing a mock draft with Terrell for a live stream on the NFL Gambling Podcast this afternoon. So it's going to be picks 1 through 16. We'll do the rest of the draft uh, either later this week or next week. But stay tuned for that. we got a mock draft for you. Uh, John, say anything else? You're on, oh, mute. you're on mute. 
You gave it a good run, though. You got through an hour and 50 without being on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got nothing else, man. Let's just hope we can get some winners, man. Yeah, make sure to follow uh, Delante on Twitter at XXLanteXX. Follow uh, Scott on Twitter at Rice Radio. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Again, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. Make sure to do so at SGPNNBA. All right, Terrell and I will be back tomorrow. For the Wednesday pods, look out for us then. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-da.